what is scarier to you? Giant, actually real exotic cats just like lurking about or like ghost cats? Um, you're not going to like this answer, but I'm going to go real cats. <laughs> That's a terrible answer. <laughs> I know, but if like in today's society. How are you going to fight off a ghost cat? I don't fight off a real cat. Welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin, and today I'm here with... Jack. <laughs> and today we're bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. And I bet you're wondering uh, why we don't have a special guest on the show today. But we actually do. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new cat. It's our new cat. His name is Soapbox. He is eating... Everything. The instructions to the microphone. Yep. And I will just like to say up front that this episode is dedicated to our two cats. Um, would you like to say anything about them before we proceed? Um, yin and yang, kind of. <laughs> she's sitting on the table watching us. Literally looks like she's about to fall asleep. Yep. He's in the box, biting his own tail, and looks like he's done to fight everything inside of him. Yeah, and I think that's okay. We need some balance in our lives, right? Yeah. He keeps us on our toes. She helps us relax. So He makes us aware and alert at all hours of the day. Exactly. So this story... Don't that. This story is dedicated not only to our cats, but to everybody else's cats out there. So you look your cat in the eye, and you put headphones on him, and you make him listen to this. <laughs> South Moulton is a thriving market town in Devon, England that lies on the River Mole just north of Emoor National Park. Might be Exmoor, E-X-M-O-O-R. I'm deciding that the X is silent. The town originated around a church in the early Saxon times and quickly came into wealth by asserting itself as an important center for wool trade. By the Middle Ages, it became known as an inviting marketplace where people could congregate. It grew further in popularity in the 12th century after it was granted a charter by Lord of the Manor Nicholas Fitzmartin to hold the annual Old English Fair. Queen Elizabeth I granted the first royal charter to continue the fair in 1590, and a third charter by Charles II in 1684 cemented the celebration's place in the town. And do you know how much I had to look up about royal charters because I did not understand what they were? Probably more than most of the story. Yes. But also, you can't get taxed during the fair. Wait, really? Yeah. Can't get taxed at all during the fair? Not during the fair. Like at the fair or anywhere? Just during while the fair's fair going time on. Really? In your area. Yep. Wait, in any area? Yours. The closest... There's probably a limit of some kind. So, like, Preston County, when we had the Buckwheat Festival, does that count? Or is it not unfair? Um, is this only happen this in is, England? This only happens in England, the oh. United Kingdom. But he also, he's really close to the mic. You probably hear him more than me. <laughs> the other thing they do 
Um, that's where hot pennies come from. Devon? No, I don't know. Specifically England, there. We learned but, about hot pennies. That's right. Yeah, but you know what's funner than not having to pay taxes? Throwing <sighs> stalling hot pennies on poor people. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> watching watching to the people doing it. Probably. <laughs> wow. I mean, they do I'm, throw hot pennies each year. And I guess they also guess tax-free couple days because the old English fair is still thrown today in Devon, England. To this day, every June. Yeah. We should go. Okay. Okay. So shortly after the final charter, South Mountain's grip on the wool industry began to decline as it started making its debut as a transport administration and service center hub. However, the sheep of South Mountain would come back into the national spotlight when a mass slaughtering occurred in 1983. A farmer named Eric Lay went to the authorities in 1983 claiming to have lost over 100 sheep in the span of three months to violent throat injuries caused by a mysterious beast. With little evidence to go on, rumors began to spread that the attacker was a large cat-like creature known as the Beast of Amor that had been witnessed in the area dating back to 1970. Which really isn't that long of a time. 13 years, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The story garnered nationwide interest after the Daily Express offered a substantial financial reward for video footage of the feline. Despite the efforts of professional and amateur hunters that flocked to the area in droves and a team of Royal Marine snipers, the only creature that was caught was an unfortunate cryptozoologist who spent two nights waiting to be freed from one of their own snares. Sorry, did they kill him? No, he wasn't dead. Oh, he just he got just caught by caught. himself. Like <laughs> yeah. In... Yeah. And they I hope it's him. one of the ones that eat it wrapped up like above a tree. And he's just like down <laughs> Is there. it your wire and you, hey. the net goes yeah. up around you? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I guess I was thinking like bear trap, but that would he would have definitely died. <laughs> Maybe not, but it, it would hurt. <laughs> it would have it been a very bad looking sight. <laughs> the Shia LaBeouf song? He gets caught in a bear trap. But caught in a bear trap. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> so nobody found anything. And after the media tried to pass a dead seal carcass and then a pack of large wild dogs off as an evil sheep-killing monster, they offered the theory that an escaped exotic pet was the culprit. In British folklore and urban legend, British big cats, all capital letters, well, the first letter is all capitalized. Brit- British big cats. Okay. <laughs> Refers to the subject of reported sightings of non-native, typically large felids, feral in the United Kingdom. Many of these creatures have been described as panthers, pumas, or black cats. Like our little chunky lady right there. Yep. <laughs> There have been sightings of British big cats in the United Kingdom since the early 1900s. Most of these are probably true, especially reports starting in the 1960s, because it started becoming a trend during those years to actually keep large, exotic felines as pets. The guy about an hour away ruined that for everybody around here. Yep. Um, the, yeah, it's really fun to look at old... It's, it's probably not fun. It's fun for me. <laughs> not fun I'm, for me. Because I'm weird. <laughs> but if you look at old uh, taxidermy lions and tigers and stuff, mm-hmm. and like 
their faces are all weird. Yeah, because they had no idea. The people who like who killed them didn't know how to do taxidermy, and they're just like, oh, here's a pelt. And they're yeah, like, what I is bet this that? looks like a dog. Yeah. And like, like, no, easy. Mm, there's a fight on the table. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Hey, whoa, she's coming. Jiminy Christmas, you two. So a Canadian lynx was actually shot in Devon in 1903. This is kind of not when the report sighting reports started, but where they kind of started gaining traction because they actually found one yeah. and shot it and killed it and brought it in. So the analysis of its teeth suggested that it had been a, spent a significant amount of time in captivity prior to its death, most likely to, due to what it was eating. In 1980, a puma, ultimately named Felicity, was captured in Invernessshire, Scotland, and sent to the Highland Wildlife Park, where staff determined the feline had been tamed due to the fact that it enjoyed being tickled. I want that job. <laughs> tickled cats. <laughs> tickle pumas. On separate occasions, yeah, but you don't want the job to tickle them to see whether they're tamed or not. You just want to tickle the tamed ones. You don't know me. <laughs> That's a... Who picks the smallest straw today? Who's going to tickle this big lion we just picked up? See if it's mean or not. On separate occasions, two jungle cats thought to have escaped from private ownership were recorded to have been hit by cars. A young female Eurasian lynx was captured in Cricklewood, North London, in 2001 after a chase ensued through school fields and along blocks of flats, like where people were living. Laura, as it was later dubbed, was taken to the London Zoo before being transferred to a zoo in France. It was found to only be 18 months old, but considerably larger than an average domestic cat. The case captured so much attention that Laura, this story, I guess, was... Uh, named the Beast of Barnett. So it got its own. Laura got its own story name. Jesus. Uh, yeah, just imagine, like, obviously, the United Kingdom and Europe as a whole's housing structure is a bit different than ours. Mm -hmm. Just, like, space-wise. Yeah. Just, like, going out, like, walking to school and just... Seeing a booba. Yeah. Walking in downtown Wheeling and just, yeah. like, a large panther is, like, prowling the town. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Because out here, if I saw, like, glowing eyes in our backyard, I'd be like, oh, it's like a coyote or a deer yeah. or, you know, X, Y, and Z. But middle of downtown? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's way bigger than a dog. <laughs> the Department for Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs published a list in 2006 detailing the various predatory cats that were known to have escaped in the United Kingdom, which includes the stories I said above. Others on the list included a clouded leopard that was shot in Kent in 1975 after being seen roaming the streets, a tiger that was also shot in Kent in 1984, a lion that was recaptured in Humberside in 1991, and a snow leopard that was recaptured in Hertfordshire in 1994 by authorities. These stories are just a few of over 20 officially recorded escapes by big cats from private ownership, and... I just wanted to talk about those ones because I wanted to show, like, the large variety of animals that are being... You know what I mean? It's not just, like, Mancoon cats or... Uh, yeah. There were oxalots, you know, which are, like, smaller uh, exotic felines. These ones are more the larger ones that I just wanted to show that, like, it's... It's big business. It's, Literally. It's, yeah. It's not anything... That's a... I don't know. 
And I mean, I guess in theory, if I had the money and you're like, you didn't own a lion, I'd be like, I don't really, I don't want like to do the work. And obviously <laughs> if I did, it'd be like in a cage and have a miserable life. But I didn't definitely see like crazy people be like, like Mike Tyson asked. Yeah. I think he probably kept better care of his tigers than most people who own yeah. tigers. But still, like, I can, I can see that. Yeah. I go, I go back and forth. Um. And I do have a little bit about, like, the statistics behind private ownership and stuff, but I didn't really want to go down, like, that rabbit hole. I go back and forth. I think there are people out there who have exotic animals that can take care of them, and they do a really good job. And then there's some who don't. I think, personally, that if you're keeping panthers and cheetahs in your home... Yeah. To me, that's not very smart. I've worked with these animals... And not even on, like, the, oh, they're dangerous side of things, but that too. But also, like, they're just not clean. Uh, they yeah. pee on e- on everything. On everything. Yeah. Bobcats. I've had people who used to come to the zoo be like, oh, I want a pet bobcat. I was, Do you know how much that stinks? She pees on me. She pees on my cleaning equipment. She pees on her water bowl. Like, she you, you don't food, want a bobcat. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's. I think there are some, very few, but some people out there that could do it well. Yes, I feel like this is a very niche. And odds are... Gotta have a lot of money, gotta have a lot of space. You have to have the money, space, and probably some form of background on... Yeah. Large tents. Yeah. What to feed them and where they're from and natural... Because you're going to run into problems with... in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I don't. I didn't want to get into like general statistics about you know exotic animals. We can talk more about that later if anybody wants to hit me up, biopodcast.gmail.com. Uh, but I will tell you a few important statistics regarding our case in particular. So private ownership of big cats is now strictly regulated in the UK. The Dangerous Wild Animals Act of 1976 required individuals to obtain a license through a rigorous process that examines how they will take care of the animal's welfare as well as testing safety measures that they have in place. Despite these regulations, nearly 4,000 dangerous wild animals are being kept in Britain as pets, including lions, tigers, and cheetahs, plus other like non-feline animals as well. Between April 2004 and July 2005, big cats were allegedly seen 676 times in Devon, 127 times in Yorkshire, 125 times in Scotland, 123 times in Wales, 104 times in Gloucestershire, 103 times in Sussex, 99 times in Cornwall, 92 times in Kent, 91 times in Somerset, and 89 times in Leicestershire. Those are like just the top 10 places. That's not just the only places that they were seen that year. Did you say 600? Yep. I think there's a big cat problem in Devon. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not saying there's a big cat problem. I'm just saying there's a big cat problem in the kingdom. It's not a problem that they're there. <laughs> I think it's just, maybe we can work on our breeding. So there have even been claims by some individuals that they or their livestock, just like uh, Eric Lay, uh, have suffered attacks from creatures similar to what was described as the Beast of Amor. The Beast of Amor. 
The so-called Beast of Bodmin Moor is a phantom black cat the size of a puma with prominent teeth and bright eyes that stalks the moors of Conwell. Cornwell. Cornwall. Cornwall. I'll get there eventually. Yep. This is one of the more famous ones. So all of these sightings could potentially be one big cat. The Beast of Bodmin Moor is one that people see a lot that's lurking around. The government ordered an official investigation into the existence of the beast in 1995 after a string of mutilated livestock was attributed to the lurking feline, but nothing came of it. Other individuals started hunting the Cotswolds big cat near Nimsfield, Gloucestershire, after the intriguing death of two deer were reported. So a lot of these sightings, while there is 676, a lot of people are not saying that it's not a Black Panther walking around, but they're all citing the same thing. It's not like, oh, 100 people saw a cheetah and 100 people saw a lion and yeah. 50 people saw a tiger. Most of them generally in the same area reporting the same. Same shape. Yeah, size, color, et cetera, et cetera. Same description. So even though there are hundreds of reported sightings of British big cats, the only evidence that can be presented to argue that they actually exist are eyewitness testimonies and some... Very grainy, very grainy, very, and I can't emphasize this enough, very grainy photographs. <laughs> Could be a mound of dirt for all I know. It's also what, 2004? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. DNA evidence that has been collected, because they actually did collect it in some areas, has been tested, and most of the DNA um, was was attributed to animals that were already, like, physically captured. So, like, you know, the two animals in Kent that were shot on different years. Or they've been from fake animals. So, like, pelts that people had shipped in from wherever. Or other predators like foxes or yeah. wild dogs, coyotes. Black squirrels. Are those predators? No. <laughs> That'd be in weird. Kent, Ohio, they are. <laughs> Are they really? If anyone's ever close to Kent, Ohio, there's a lot of black squirrels up there. They attack people? Uh, they're just everywhere. They're blood, blood. They have blood lust. Yeah, they're big. So this is this is what I'm. This is why I want to talk about this story because, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of sighting, but we've only captured a few. Twenties, twenty-five. Yeah. So if people aren't actually seeing real big cats that have escaped from their private owners to roam the countryside, then what are the people of the United Kingdom actually seeing? You know? Yeah. I Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, well, would you believe me if Dying I said... Up. Yeah, would you believe me if I just said a really fat domestic black cat that got loose? <laughs> she's, not, she's not really fat. She's really not. She's only 12 pounds. She's just gigantic. She's big boned. <laughs> Would you believe me if I said that people were seeing phantom big cats? Ghosts? Ghost cats? And ghost cats. Shadow cats? <laughs> Probably shadow cats. Maybe? Yeah. Would you believe me? Yeah. Should I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So amid third, now listen, we're gonna go off the rails a little bit here, but but trust me, I'm gonna I'm bringing it back, okay? A mid 13th century manuscript titled "The Black Book of Carmothian, Carmothan, Carmathan, Carmothan," has a poem written in Old Welsh that describes the adventures of King Arthur. 
Is King Arthur a real person? Yes. I, I knew that. I'm pretty sure. I, he allegedly pulled a sword from stone. A stone and had a wizard friend. Uh, I think you're watching too much Fairly Odd Parents. You, oh, yeah, he had Merlin? Yeah. A wizard friend? Yeah, but I don't know if that part was really He didn't do magic? What did he do then? I thought he was just like a, his local fool. Really? No, I'm pretty sure he technically is a wizard. <laughs> but like he doesn't do anything like specifically wizardry. You've never seen the show Merlin, okay? <laughs> in the main I thought in the main story he doesn't really I thought he was there. I have no idea. All I know about King Arthur is like cartoons and the show of the Merlin Merlin, which is not like a sitcom. I don't know. What do you wrong. call it? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Rom com? No. I wish, but no. <laughs> uh, TV show. <laughs> yes. So one of the works in said book is called Pagwer, P-A-G-W-R, where King Arthur and Glelwid Galfelfar discuss their men's exploits. So this man was one of his, not knights, were they knights? But yeah, beefy man that went out and, you know, swung their swords around. In the last section of the poem, it's a pretty long poem, C-E-I, Kai, or Say, is described to have slain a Cathpulog, C-A-T-H-P-A-L-U-G, which roamed in Glessy. This creature was supposedly a monstrous cat in Welsh legend that was cast into the sea as a kitten before being discovered by the sons of Pulag on the Isle of Anglesey. It became one of the three great plagues of the island, killing hundreds of warriors before allegedly being slain by Kai. Say, see, whatever his name is. This creature is referenced in other material, including the Welsh triads, later French Arthurian romances, an oral tradition recorded in the 14th century by Scottish chronicler John of Fordun, where there were where in that work it was actually referred to as a chapalu, and in an anonymous 15th century English story. Now, some of these stories actually describe this Cathpulag as killing King Arthur himself, while others do not. Now, whether that is certain people not liking King Arthur. Yeah. You know what I mean? And changing the story a little bit. You know, you know, one is one can't tell. Another folklore from New Forest is of the Stratford Lion, which was first recorded in the marginella of an 18th century Bible. It describes a young aristocrat named John D. Stratford as exploring a patch of woodland his family inherited called Harsmead before stumbling upon a large pair of stag-like antlers sticking out of the ground. What would you do in this situation? Grab them. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'd pick them up. (laughs) Well, John D. Stranford did just that. He decided to pull on the antlers until the ground gave way to reveal that they were attached to a massive red lion with yellow light, eye like saucer, eye like saucers, with yellow saucer like eyes, a wild mane, and massive tusks. The two fought for control until John D. Stratford wrestled it into submission on the ground. The beast, at that point, pledged its allegiance to the Stratford family 
and sightings of the beast have been reported since then, all the way up until 2021. People will say that they see this Stratford lion with John D. Stratford astride running around the area. Most of the time, um, locals claim that it will appear at every birth and death of those that are in the Stratford family. And it'll peer into windows and charge at people who look at it, who stare at it too long, Um, get too close. Lions are pretty popular in like British, Scottish, and royalty. Mm Mm-hmm. And like power, yeah. The like England itself, they're like the lions, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right, that's pretty cool. And then, what else is a dragon? Yeah, Scotland's a either they're they're one of their power flags is a rampant lion. Yeah, on a field of yellow, oh. with a red border, and then um, their national animal though is a unicorn. So <gasps> that's pretty sweet. Why can't ours be a unicorn? What's our national animal? Yeah. Mm. They're all right. I like eagles. But maybe it was pretty cool. Yeah. So another another point to say that maybe it's phantom big cats is the story of the Bodman Moor, the phantom black cat that was um, in Cornwall. There's a story that alleges... That there was a circus, of course, that came through town. And the lady who kept panthers released them and some say that maybe her panthers are still roaming the area trying to get back to the circus r.i.p circuses so maybe all of these british big cat sightings are exotic pets getting loose i mean clearly they have a problem what whether it's this one is is or not yes there's somewhere (laughs) clearly somebody needs to get that under control (laughs) 600 is insane to me. In one place, in Devon. Yeah, in yeah. one, what, county? Yeah, town? yeah. I don't know how big Devon is, but... Well, and I think this... Um, South Molton is where the story of um, the Beast of the Moor comes from. And I think Devon and, and areas near it get a lot of sightings because it's a national forest so it's just a lot of you know like right right without people and so i think if they were real then yeah that does make sense they're going out into you know the woodland and living out there so maybe the witnesses are just confusing packs of large wild dogs for you know feline like creatures which seems a little bit odd to me to stretch or maybe the Cath Pulag and Stratford Lion, you know, are still there, along with some of the other phantom big cats that have been either were someone's pet or who knows where they came from. Yeah. But what what do you think? What, what is scarier to you, giant, actually real exotic cats just like lurking about, or like ghost cats? Um. You're not going to like this answer, but I'm going to go real cats. <laughs> That's a terrible answer. <laughs> I know, but if, like, in today's society... How are you going to fight off a ghost cat? How are you going to fight off a real cat? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, 
<laughs> they shut down. That one guy let out, like, what, 20? And they shut down the entire eastern Ohio. Yeah. Because they're like, we have no idea how to handle yeah. actual lions running around. That's true. The Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? We can barely handle bobcats. Yeah. If there's a bobcat spotted, you would like, the news is like, oh my god, don't go outside. <laughs> and most of the time, it's, it's just a little pissed off big cat like you can just kind of just kick it away like a lion if a lion like just strolled down the road i would have no idea what to do i don't even know if i called the police if they, they'd be like oh, okay crazy like i'd be like no like here's a little literal picture of like here's a, a grainy photo and there's like, a super grainy photo of, a, of the shadow of my cat in the, in the window <laughs> but they like They'd all just come out like, I don't know, do we shoot it? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, that's what it is a lot of the time. And then, I don't know, no average police bullet, I think, is going to stop a lion. No, I mean. I mean, it'd piss it off. Depends, depends on where you shoot it, shoot <laughs> unfortunately. The, the thing I liked about this story is I would like to think that maybe Dinah's ancestors are these mythical Yeah. Cat her creatures. attitude, probably. Yeah. She has an attitude problem. <laughs> Nuh-uh. She's actually really good at having her attitude. <laughs> no. <laughs> she doesn't have an attitude. She's very cute. Soap on her hand. Oh, he's just a dish. <laughs> As he's reaching above the table trying to fight Dinah while she's just laying here. So that's under my story. What do you think? Do you think this story will keep you up at night? Or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Um, now, To be honest, now I'm just going to start thinking of like... There's no like registered bid cat list mm -hmm. there definitely should be mm -hmm. i mean there's, you, that's a thing you have to get licenses but like yeah i don't know how difficult it's state by state too so i don't know how difficult it is like west virginia versus ohio used to be super easy well until yeah a couple like what 2012 13 yeah. um if you ever i think this in tiger king isn't, isn't that, i don't know i never watched tiger king me either but yeah, that guy ruined it for allegedly was murdered, but and all of his animals got let out. Yeah, just mm -hmm. he was, yeah, but yeah, maybe we'll the talk main about story sometime. talked about. I him. mean, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about captive animals attacking people, we did a story on Travis the chimpanzee, beloved yeah. pet, until one day he ripped a lady's face off. Yeah, so happens. What was the famous guys with tigers? Uh. The Magician? No. Yeah. The Magicians? My brain keeps going to Siegfried and Roy, but I know it's... Is that... Is that not right? No, I'm thinking of Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy, yeah. Oh, that was right. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Autism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh, and like... Should you know, should big cats be in magic shows in the circus? No. <laughs> and we've established that. That's why, that's why nobody goes to circuses anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, because even now, like, Cirque du Soleil is just kind of, like... Well, Cirque du Soleil was acrobatics anyway. Yeah. You're thinking of, like... I'm thinking of, like, Barn Barnum and Bailey yeah. and, uh, and Greenland I think, Brothers. And, again, like, I'm the type of person that, like, there's a gray area where it's, like, well, these animals were, you know, rescued from bad people who had them in terrible conditions, and now they're gonna maybe join the circus. Should they be performing? No, but, like... Animals need their exercise and sometimes... You know what I mean? Like, I could see... I don't agree with it. I could see the argument 
for it. I'll hear you out, I guess is what I'm saying. Will I agree and come to your side? Probably not. Animals should just stay in the wild. I understand why we need to help preserve the populations. But part of that problem is because people are taking them and putting them in captivity. (laughs) Yeah. In random backyards in Texas. Yes, exactly. If you have a if you have a big cat, let us know. Let us know. We want to meet it. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? Actually, if you have any cat, let us know. Send us a picture. Yeah. I'll name them. I'll rank them. And I'll send them back. <laughs> I'll rank your cat. <laughs> when you think of it that way, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. But okay. I was just doing strictly on a zero to ten. Uh, anyway, do you have any last thoughts, feelings, comments, concerns, questions? I hope the back. I hope the domestic cat violence wasn't a bother to anybody listening. <laughs> it's okay. It gives a good amb- ambiance. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it makes it makes you think. Yeah. Is this? Is there actually a big cat there forcing them to talk about this? <laughs> yes. The cats no. came to me. They wanted me to talk about this story. <laughs> There's no one. <laughs> <laughs> all right if you want to see any photos you can check us out facebook is just bug and rug instagram and twitter is at bar podcast um my resources will be on our website bugandrug.podbean.com scroll through there all of our other episodes are on there as well as spotify apple Podcasts, you know wherever you listen but you can go back to travis chimpanzee that one's on there i don't know if we have really any other like animal wild animal I don't like to do wild animal attacks because a lot of times it's not their fault. And I feel like sometimes it paints them in the bad light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing here was really proven that it was big cats. And it was probably ghost big cats. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I think that's it. BRPodcast.gmail.com says your cats will rate them. Yeah. I will, personally. Yeah. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jack. And bye. Bye.